This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. When your personal investments need help to reach your retirement dreams and navigating the complex world of financial planning requires an experienced manager, that's when you know you're ready for prime time. Welcome to Prime Time Money on Zoomer Radio with Richard Infantino, Senior Wealth Advisor at RBC Dominion Securities. Hey, good morning, everybody, and thanks for joining the show, and welcome to Canada's only money show dedicated to those of you 50-plus in your overall investment tax and estate planning, and your direct link to all of North America's top money managers with the best ideas on how you can grow your money, and we have a great guest today. It's Gajian Kalasingham. He's been on the show before. He's with uh, Waypoint Investment Partners. He's going to give us his top three stock picks for 2023. We love those when we get into individual stocks that uh, pay dividends that are uh, you know, chosen by, uh, you know, a lot of our peers out there. But first, I have another great tax planning guide for you. It just came out. It's um, it's called the Early 2023 Tax Tips. So it's a guide that comes out, and it's, um, you know, of course, for the beginning of the year for January. And it talks about, you know, the deadlines for RSPs and your tax-free savings accounts. And this year, again, it's 6500 for your tax-free savings account and a total of 88000 that you could have put into that account. And those are growing strong, folks. So I'll tell you that, you know, like, um, you can keep keep at that. You can grow, you can really grow your wealth over time now with those kinds of amounts in there, especially, you know, if you have uh, two partners together, um, you know, saving money, it's it's a substantial pool of money. Contribution rooms, uh, family income splitting loans that are available now, eligible retiring allowances, locked-in plan conversions and the rules all around that, fixed income securities, Mutual fund purchases and taxation on mutual funds has a section for those of you that are business owners out there about um, tax filing deadlines and uh, private company strategies and shares and how you deal with your your private corporation. So it's a it's a great guide to have to just give you some ideas when you're you know looking at planning into 2023 and where you should be uh, you know setting up yourself for taxes for sure. And and taxes are are, are heavy these these days, folks. So you want to look at um, you know ways to uh, minimize the amount of tax that you have to pay. So if, if you'd like to get this guide, it's called the Early 2023 Tax Tip Guide. Now all you have to do is give Dominic a call now at one eight six six eight nine one twenty six thirty seven. And also a quick reminder, we have a, a special virtual workshop coming up, and it's this Wednesday, uh, January the 18th. It's going to run from 10 a.m. to 12 noon, and I'm going to give you the Coles Notes version of our four-day conference that we had uh, for portfolio managers where we went into all the different sectors of the stock market and bond markets from government bonds to corporate bonds to debentures, all the different types of stocks and the different sectors like industrial sectors and financial, consumer discretionary. We're going to talk about all that, look at what's best for you going into uh, 2023 in a year where we have you know higher interest rates, inflation, you know potential recession here for sure. Uh, how do you how do you deal with all that? You have to be on top of this, folks, so that you're you know you're not you know eroding your uh, principal too much here. So you're going to find out who, what, where, and why to invest in 2023. So come on out, come on and join us. All you have to do is give Dominique a call, and she'll register for this. It's a virtual workshop. Uh, I'm going to go through all those presentations. You have be able to get some of the uh, the slides as well. So uh, it'll run from anywhere from depending on. 
questions and things that we get from anywhere from 10 a.m. till noon. So it's going to be on Wednesday, January the 18th. And all you have to do is, uh, you know, find yourself a, a nice room to sit at, put on your laptop or your desktop and have yourself a coffee and join us and we'll go through all that for you. So if you're interested, give Dominic a call now, 1-866-891-2637 to register. And uh, you can also, of course, go to our website to get all this information all the time. It's primetimemoney, all one word, dot C-A. And you can register there or you can email Dominique as well to uh, get registered. And there's a resource, a ton of information on our website. For those of you who are listening for the first time, you can go there and find out, listen to all the podcasts from all the uh, interviews that we've done over the last little while. You're going to get a section called In the Money where we talk about, um, you know, basically all the investments that we talked about on the show. You can get that information there too. Okay, so that's primetimemoney.ca. Okay, you know, thriving in this kind of uh, market requires the biggest thing, folks, is patience and um, a key eye for looking for value. That's two things, if I can give you two things to go into this year with. When you look at higher interest rates and even a recession that people are talking about, it sounds scary, still isn't a death sentence for, um, you know, stocks, especially if they can generate cash flow and uh, give you a distribution during this time frame. And given how much these have declined, you know, getting 5-6% distributions not back. Stay right there because Gajan Kalasingham is going to join us and he's going to give us three of his best ideas. I'm Richard Infantino and you're listening to Primetime Money. Okay, we are back. You're listening to Richard Infantino on Primetime Money, and joining us now is Gajan Kalasingham. He's a portfolio manager with uh, Waypoint Investment Partners. Hey, good morning, Gajan. Thanks for uh, joining us again here today. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Hey, uh, you know what you should do is uh, remind everybody about uh, Waypoint Partners and what you guys do there. Sure. Uh, well, Waypoint is a Cardinal-based alternative asset manager. Um, our goal is to provide what we consider to be high-value, unique, structured solutions that we think complement, um, you know, the, the uh, I would say, uh, general strategies that are broadly accepted by the market. So <clears throat> we think there's a market where there's a satellite and a core approach. Um, we think there's unique ways to get to the satellite approach where we provide alternative solutions, alternative products that are low correlation, um, provide downside protection, generate consistent uh, compounding returns over the full cycle. And we do it by investing across um, multiple investment products. Um, our fund is the Alternative Yield Fund. It's a go-anywhere, um, yield-oriented, total return mandate fund. Yeah, so alternative, like, uh, explain for the listeners, like, what, what alternative managers, like, what, what are you doing that's, that's different? Yeah, so I think our goal is to say, um, you know, we, we'd like to bring a product that allows us to invest across the entire capital structure in a publicly listed vehicle. So, for example, our alternative yield fund invests in both equities and fixed income, and then within fixed income, it invests in investment-grade bonds, high-yield, preferred securities, leveraged loans, and private debt. And then within our equities, it's mid-market dividend-paying equities. And so what it allows us to do is um, go invest anywhere in the spectrum between equities and fixed income where we see the best risk-adjusted return, allowing us to capture yield and total return in any given market cycle. So okay. we're not beholden just the equity market or the fixed income market. We can be flexible where we allocate capital. Okay, so that's what the alternative word is, uh, is the difference between that and if you go to, you know, your basic uh, meat and potatoes kind of a fund, you can have individual stocks, individual bonds, and that's it, right? 
Right. I think most funds have constraints in their mandate. Yes. If you're an equity manager, you have to be an equity manager. If you're a yeah. dividend manager, you have to be a dividend manager. Um, <clears throat> our alternative solutions gives us to be invest anywhere in the market that gives us where we think the best risk is return with a little bit of allocations to um, some of the more esoteric structures or esoteric parts of the of the public markets where there's some really interesting opportunities today. Yeah, and it's and it's the the reason why it's good for for yourselves to be doing that compared to the individual uh, you know investor. They don't really have access to those types of things, do they? No, they don't. And if they do, it's hard to get to it. Um, it requires um, specific knowledge about how to invest in that space, how to go in and out of the market. Um, and so we really tried to come up with a solution where we thought this is a product that most um, clients or advisors uh, or investors cannot get to it directly themselves uh, because it, it does require a specific set of knowledge and skills that are not just generally uh, available to the broader market. Okay, and the, the, the fund that you have, a, what's the name of it again, Gajan? Yeah, it's called the Waypoint Alternative Yield Fund. So that, that would, so alternative, so you're getting yield, so like, what would that uh, fund pay right now? Uh, so it's got a 4% uh, distribution yield on okay. the fund, and it targets a total return of 7 to 10% uh, on an annualized compounding basis. So it's a combination of yield and capital appreciation to get to a total return target. Okay. Um, now, given w- what we're seeing in the markets here today, <clears> and you know, we're going into a new year and... How are you guys, you know, basically positioning that fund and, and looking into equity markets for 2023? Yeah, no, that's a great question. Um, we think the markets in 2022 did a, a, a you know, a, a best of a job as possible digesting the rapid rise in rates and inflation. And I think a lot of that's been relatively well priced into the market now. And what I mean by that, given the drawdown that we saw in 2022. Uh, and so the, the next leg that or the next unvariable that needs to be addressed and priced into the market is, whether uh, the rapid raising rates and, and, and all the central bank tightening, um, what kind of, uh, of any recession is that going to lead to both an earnings recession and an economic recession? And I think that's, that's the last leg that needs to be addressed in the market. And I think until that's kind of sorted out in the market, you're going to see some volatility in the market. So we anticipate the first half to be a bit of a choppy market where uh, we're going to see what those earnings uh, downgrades, earnings recessions look like. Yeah. What does that translate to an economic recession? And we think a second half, you could see a potential recovery. Um, all in all, we expect a modest return in 2023 with with the lots of internal volatility in between. Yeah. So the, the like a lot of uh, analysts out there, they're suggesting that the first six months of this year could be uh, pretty much a chop kind of a situation too. Yeah, yeah, so we're defensively positioned, we're quality-oriented, we've got um, you know, some interesting high-yield investment opportunities in, in the fixed-income market that are attractive, and we're focusing on businesses that we think can, can sustain earnings and, and dividends, um, even in a, in a, I would say, a, a choppy economic environment. So we're looking for businesses that have uh, you know, very high-quality defensive characteristics with free cash flow and dividends and, and low leverage and, and a high return on capital. Yeah, so you're going to be able, like, those kinds of companies are going to be able to do well even potentially in a recession, won't they? Yeah, and actually, we think really look for companies that will do better coming out of it. Right. Um, I think that's our goal right now is sometimes companies go into a recession um, and come out of it in a better position because they take market share or they take uh, industry share that allows them to be a better uh, company coming out, and that's what we're looking for. Yeah. Um, let's take a break there, guys. And when we come back, let's talk about, I know you have uh, three uh, stock ideas for us today. So we'll talk about those three when we come back. Sounds great. Okay, folks, we'll be right back in one minute. I'm Richard Infantino, and this is Primetime Money.
Okay, we're back. You're listening to Richard Infantino and Primetime Money. And joining us today is uh, Gajan Kalasingham. He's a portfolio manager with Waypoint Investment Partners. And um, we've been talking to Gajan about the markets, and uh, he has a, a couple of ideas here for us. So, you know, given what we have in this market, Gajan, in the tough times, you got three great ideas here for us. Tell us about uh, why you think these three companies are attractive today. Sure. Um, so I think uh, well, the first name that we like to discuss is uh, Brookfield Infrastructure Partners. Okay. Um, it, it's, a, it's a relatively well-known name. It's a household name in the, in the Canadian industry. Um, and, you know, we think one of the things we really like about Brookfield is the defensive nature of its asset base. Um, it's quite counter-cyclical, which I think sometimes people forget, and meaning that, you know, when there are distressed times in the economy and whether it's a recession or hard times, there are often distressed sellers of, of high-quality assets. And I think those are the times where a company like Brookfield really shines because they, because of their fortified balance sheet and significant access to capital, they're able to acquire a lot of these assets at, at distressed sales. So going in, so coming out of a downturn, they actually are a much better position than going in. And if you look at historically, they've done they've benefited the most from severe distress in the market. So so we like the counter cyclicality nature of Brookfield. Obviously, it's run by a great management team. Uh, it has a significant amount of assets. Uh, our cash flows are contracted to long duration assets with inflation escalators in there. So you, you're talking about some inflation hedge, inflation protection. Um, you know, it has a history of, of performing well through the cycle through M&A and organically. And right now, it's, it's relatively attractively valued, trading at around 8% free cash flow yield. Um, you know, 7% distribution growth. So you're getting about a 12 to 15% cash on cash yield for what we think is a, an outstanding business run by an outstanding management team that can compound capital even through the bottom of a, of a market correction or economic correction. And it pays a good dividend too, doesn't it? Uh, it it does. It's, it's got it's got about uh, it's got about a four four to five percent dividend yield that's uh, that's doing uh, performing really well right now. That's well supported and is funded by cash flows. Yeah, so that's the big thing. Getting through this this cycle and being able to to fund that dividend is important, isn't it? Absolutely. So I think that's you know it's the dividend and the yield and how that yield is uh, funded is is absolutely is critical. It's about a, yeah, it's about a six point six per six point two percent dividend yield right now. Yeah. So your second uh, stock here is uh, Granite Real Estate Investment Trust. What do those guys do? So they they own uh, it's a real estate investment trust that owns some of the highest quality industrial assets. Uh, both in, in North America and Europe. Uh, and I think, you know, if you look at real estate across the board, there's obviously lots of different subsectors from commercial to residential to office to uh, apartments and, and industrial. And we think industrial is probably one of the, the best subsectors to have exposure to, given that given the tight supply-demand uh, uh, fundamentals of the industrial market. It's still a very uh, tightly balanced, uh, tightly uh, fun market where there's not a lot of supply coming online. Um, Granite has some of the highest quality uh, industrial assets, again, in North America. Uh, it, it's been under pressure recently due to both rising rates, which, which has impacted a lot of yield-oriented investments like REITs, um, and also it has a little bit of uh, some exposure to European industrial assets, which the market is, is somewhat um, concerned about the economic environment in Europe. But its industrial assets continue to perform well with very high occupancy rate. Um, you know, they've guided for 6 to 7% organic growth with significant, um, you know, rent, rent, uh, rental spreads coming up on renewals. Uh, you know, it's trading at around a 6% implied cap rate, about 17 and a half times AFFO, which we think is a very attractive valuation for uh, a coveted piece of asset like industrial assets. 
if you look at the private markets, they've transacted at much higher valuations than the public markets. So there's a, there's a significant amount of demand for uh, these kind of assets in the, in the private market, whether it be institutional pension funds. They're looking for these kind of high-quality industrial assets, and, and I think they value these assets much higher than the public markets do today. So we think there's an interesting arbitrage where you can own these assets in the public market at much better valuations than what the private market's paying for it and, and hold on to it. Um, while the market continues to reward us with strong dividend growth and, and earnings growth. Yeah, that, that, that's an exceptional opportunity when you have that kind of a situation where in the public market it's cheaper than what's happening in the private market. Absolutely, and yeah. I think there's, there, that's, that's the difference today is um, the private markets, uh, the public markets are, are the pendulum swings quite fast in the, pendulum mar- in the public markets, right. um, and the private markets tend to be a little bit more uh, methodical about how they reprice assets. And right now, they haven't repriced these assets as hard as the public markets. Right. So that's a great opportunity there. So, And do your third one is, um, so that's Granite Real Estate Investment Trust we are just talking about. Now, um, your pick number three there is called Polaris Renewable Energy, Inc. What do they do? Yeah, so Polaris Renewable Energy, formerly known as Polaris Infrastructure, uh, they're engaged in the operation and acquisition to open up renewable energy projects in Latin America. Um, you know, it, it, it's one of the, uh, I would say, smaller uh, cap uh, alter renewable names in Canada. It, it, it has a strong history of um, operating high-quality assets in Nicaragua and expanding into other uh, Latin American markets like Peru and Panama. They're continuing to de-risk the cash flows by expanding into other projects. Um, it trades at a significant discount valuation to its peers, um, mainly because of its smaller market cap and, and a concentration in, in South America assets. So it trades around six and a half times EBITDA versus peers trade around 12 to 14 times. But we think over time that discount should narrow while the company continues to grow its asset base and, and grow its earnings and cash flow stream with long-term contracted cash flows but that could expand into other asset bases. So today you're going to get about a 6% dividend yield that's well-supported, um, has a very low payout ratio, so well-funded dividend, six point, that's around 6%. And the management team has done a great job of executing on a strategy of expanding into um, other Latin, Latin American markets and other uh, renewable asset bases. So at some point, they're going to build a nice portfolio of assets that I think some of the larger peers are, are going to be interested in. And in the meantime, you, you, you're going to get a, like I said, a six percent yield that's consistently growing dividends every year. Yeah, they're, they're you know from six to twelve, they're basically trading at half the the valuation, aren't they? Exactly, and some of that does, that valuation discounts is warranted, but I think it's that not that much of a gap. So yeah. um, I think these names are very well attractively valued, and you, so you do hold on to these names while they're growing the dividends, growing the cash flow, you, and then at some point you wake up and uh, someone realizes they're pretty attractive and, and ends up being a potential takeout target. But just, in the meantime, fundamentally, just, they're just real quick, guys, and explain to everybody what like renewable energy is. Yeah, so in, in the case of uh, players, uh, they, they, it's a geothermal plant. They've also got solar plants and, and, and going, expanding into wind. Um, so it's really any, any asset class that, that, that doesn't involve, obviously, using um, carbon energy, uh, particularly in oil and gas or natural gas. So you talk about wind, solar, uh, geothermal. Uh, those are really the three dominant renewable uh, sources of, of uh, power today that are, that are in the market today. Like, like when, you, when you look at it and you guys are adding names to your portfolio, um, do, you, do you guys add uh, straight, you know, um, oil and gas companies, or you more more favorable towards renewable energies? Yeah, so I think, you know, we, we prefer uh, names that have less volatility 
in their cash flows and earnings of the businesses. So okay. obviously renewable energies, they're, they're like, for example, Polaris' cash flows are contracted for 30 years. So they, they enter into a project, they enter into cash flow streams, um, they underwrite those at very attractive terms. And so you know what you're going to get for 15, 20 years from a particular asset. Um, obviously with oil and gas, it's much more cyclical and it's beholden to the price of commodities. Um, and so we, we tend to think oil and gas names are uh, better traded than they're invested. Um, whereas renewable names, I think, are much more uh, better to holding for long term and let the business compound uh, compound itself. So, so we, we don't have uh, any exposure to oil and gas in our fund. We just think it, it has too much volatility that we bring it that, that it brings to the fund. Our goal is to generate consistent compounding returns with as low a drawdown as possible, and and renewable names are much more suitable for that strategy for us. Oh. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And um, just before we leave, again, what's, what was the name of the, the fund that you have there, uh, Gaijin? Yes, it's called the Waypoint Alternative Yield Fund. Okay. And that's a that's a, a fund or is it an ETF? It's a fund. It's a fund. So it's a prospectus-based daily liquidity fund. Okay, that's great. Thanks for taking the time, Gaijin. It was great talking to you and bringing us up to speed. Three great ideas for your folks there, too. Um, and uh, hopefully we'll get you on again real soon. Thanks very much for having me. It was my pleasure. All right, you take care. Thank you. Bye. Okay, that was great stuff from uh, Gajan Kalasingham. He's portfolio manager at Waypoint Investment Partners. Remember, commissions, trailing commissions, management fees, and expenses all may be associated with mutual fund and ETF investments. The distributions are not guaranteed, and they may fluctuate. Please read the prospectus before you invest. Mutual funds are not guaranteed. Their values change frequently, and past performance may not be repeated. This show is sponsored in part by Waypoint Investment Managers. Okay, wow, we're all out of time again. Real, it, you know, it goes by real quick, and it's sorry... I was supposed to go into, you know, the three reasons why you should choose individual stocks over mutual funds, but we're going to have to do that for next week because we don't just ran out of time. And remember, um, this week we have our special workshop coming up. It's Wednesday, January the 18th. It's going to run from 10 a.m. to 12 noon. You can still register now. Uh, you can call after the show. Dominic's there. one 891 26 37 to register for the virtual workshop. It runs from 10 a.m. to 12 noon, and it's Wednesday morning, uh, January the 18th, that's coming up. And if you'd like to get that guide, it's called the Early 2023 Tax Tip Guide, uh, 1-866-891-2637. That's all the time we have for today, folks. See you here next week. I'm Richard Infantino, and you've been listening to Primetime Live. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.